Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit, tribal, and magic the gathering. On this episode, we're going to be talking about banning. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The big announcement came out, yes, and some cards, some major, oh, a major card actually got banned, and some other cards and other formats got banned too. And we're going to be discussing it here tonight on the show. Also, there's been a leaks of the crime families. We got the signets, we got the names. And now the triumphs, that's right, have been spoiled. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So with that that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time to sit there and talk about Greg's Games. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Greg's Games. They're the sponsor of the show. Uh, you can find them at 2103 White Horse Mercerville Road in Hamilton, New Jersey, 08619. Let me just tell you, I love this shop. I love this place. They're really great to go to. Uh, let me just tell you, uh, if you're into magic, if you're into sleep, you know, need sleeves, boxes, if you're into tabletop games, they have anything and everything you're looking for. I promise you. Let's pick this. Dungeons and Dragons, Warhammer, uh, just anything and everything. I love this shop. I was there uh, last Sunday. I trained up a couple cards to get what I really wanted for my spirit deck. So Greg's Games, check them out. Now, like I tell you, uh, I'm your host, Dwight, a.k.a. Blanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at mtgectoplasm at Gmail, or you can email me, sorry, uh, you can reach out to me at Twitter at mtgectoplasm, or you can email to me directly at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. This, this episode's wild and wacky. We're just going at it no matter what, right? So, uh, like I ask each and every single episode, do me a favor, hit that follow, like, subscribe button. I'm not charging you anything to join the show. Just tell your friends, family. If you like magic, you see we're having fun here. You know what? You're going to enjoy the show. I promise you. Now, now's the time where I bring on a special guest. It's my wife, Ravishing Renata. How you doing there, Ravishing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I this is she's my engineer. She's the one who drives the show. Uh, she lets me know the do's and don'ts. And hey, yeah, may have screwed up here and there. But I have another special guest. He joined me last week uh, on this uh, on an episode. We were just talking shenanigans, right? And he's back. That's right. You can find him at Fires in Atlantis. On where? Oh. Instagram. It's my fan, the uh, my friend, the one, the only, Dan. How you doing there, Dan? I'm good, Dwight. How you doing, buddy? Oh man, what a, what an evening! I you know I, I had a bit of the adult beverage this evening, and uh, you know it's just, I had like one or two sips. And it's already hitting me. It's already affecting me, and it's up to no good. So. Uh, you're lucky, dude. I've been sitting here uh, pretty much all day um, working on grad papers. Yeah. Hey, super look, cool look you know what you, we all want to educate ourselves we want to get smarter hopefully get a little bit of more of that ching ching so we can sit there and uh, improve our magic decks right i'm just saying oh yeah dude no doubt yeah that's why we're here to learn more about magic is that right there you go see i love that and then i got the wife in the background going oh, no 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 we gotta pay we gotta pay bills we gotta pay rent you know, you yeah, gotta, no you know mortgage to pay sorry about so that. dan yeah what's up did you hear about the banning I did. I did. And uh, one of them impacted my deck yet again. We'll right, talk so about that in a little bit. Yes, we will. These bannings will start effectively 
yesterday, March 7th of 2022. <laughs> and let's see, let's start with what got banned, shall we? So, Ravishing, why don't you bring up the cars that just got banned, shall we? And that's the first one right there in yeah, Pioneer. Pioneer, Loris of the Dream Den. Gone. You know, no, this I is didn't... a card. This is a card that's been with us since almost two years now, since yeah. near the beginning of the pandemic. And now it's gone. It's a great card. Uh, and it's such a good card that they needed to adjust it once and uh, and then eventually get rid of it because it's just that good. Um, you know, it's format warping, essentially. Uh, and especially with faster formats like Modern and Legacy, where a lot of the mana costs are already so low, uh, down one, zero, two. Um, it's, it's effectively no cost to play in a lot of decks. And, uh, that's why they had to get rid of it. Um, you know, first crippling it by, uh, by making it so that you had to pay three to put it in your hand. Um, just like all of the companions, obviously, you know, that was a, uh, a, a rule that they made across the board for, for those cards. Um, which I think was a good move. Uh, I think maybe two would have been better so that you can play it on your third turn because most of them right. did cost, you know, at least three to play. So um, making it so you can effectively only play it on your fourth turn, unless you've got some tricks uh, to get it out earlier. I think, right. uh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that that was a bad move. Um, however, um, I don't know. Is it worth a ban? Probably. Yeah. This is this is the banned card from Pioneer. Renata, yeah. well, let's see what's next that gets banned in modern, shall we? Oh, there it is. Lord is the Dream Dead. It got banned in modern. Holy yeah, crap. Did. You didn't even have to change the slide. It's the same freaking card. Banned in Mo- Pioneer, banned in modern. Yeah, you know what? I never uh I, I bought a bunch of them, um, <laughs> intended on putting them in my deck, and then never did. Um, which I think is fine because uh, it, it doesn't really fit my play style anyway. It was kind of just one of those cards where I was like, I'm going to mess around with this and then uh, just never ended up doing it. And I, I don't necessarily feel bad for not having done that. It's not like when it was when they banned Oko where I was all about that card. Um, and then, you know, it needed a ban. It needed a ban really bad. Uh, you know, swinging in for lethal damage with, uh, with an alpha black Lotus, I think kind of warps the game a little bit beyond what it should, especially right. when, you know, every deck is trying to jam both blue and green. Um, whereas Luris doesn't necessarily have as, as, uh, as much of a tax on deck building restrictions. Um, you can pay, you can play it with either black or white. You don't have to put both of them in your deck. Um, it only costs three to play and the benefit it's, I mean, it's a, it's a snapcaster mage for permanence, um, which you. is, which is rough. That's a rough, a rough, rough game right. um, to be playing against, especially in such fast formats like modern. Um, so I don't, I, I don't disagree with the ban little bummed that I didn't get to try it out first though. <laughs> so you know that what, is what it is. You know, what grinds my gears is that I had this card in yeah. a pack where I was going to just trade them all in. I was going to trade them in Sunday. I was like, you know what? They're not going to ban this right now. I, I, oh, I got dude. time. And for some reason, I didn't pull the trigger. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to 
trading other things and i should have pulled the trigger on uh, i the think the writing was on the wall for a while dude it, it was on the wall but i was like mm, i apologize just, my like, cat's really annoying right no now. no it's all right it's all right <laughs> we all we all like our fairy friends hell yeah, yeah but but yeah it chapped my back end because i was sitting there like are you kidding me i busted my ass and i, I was about to trade it in and then I didn't. I just I, yeah. I went against my own thing because the way I looked at it, like you just said, it is, you know, Snapcaster for permanence. Yeah, yeah. It's a great it's, dude. It's a it's great so card. Hard. It's a three-two with lifelink for three. Aside from being a Snapcaster for permanence and getting around most of uh, most of the impacts of uh, of hand removal um, that you'd commonly see in in formats, uh, you know. Thoughts you can't thought seize it out of your hand when it's living outside the deck. Really, the only uh, I mean, initially when they designed it, it paired with Draneth Magistrate in the format, so you were able to uh, lock companions out of the game because Draneth Magistrate stopped uh, stopped you from being able to cast cards from outside of your hand. Um, however, with the change to paying three, putting it in your hand, um, you know, in standard, it kind of or in standard and uh, in in uh, limited, it it kind of uh, made that effect not as impactful. Right. And um, you know, being outside of your hand for the majority of the game until you're ready to cast it, uh, really, I think puts it over the edge. Um, I, now, I could I would love to see a format where this card didn't have companion. Um, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you that, but that was my my for my initial question when you were starting get the, going down this line. I was like, yeah, if it was a just a regular card without companion, would it have gotten banned? Ooh, um, I don't think so. I personally I think this like if Snapcaster didn't get banned, and there's a yeah. lot of instances and sorceries that could be played with Snapcaster. There's no way in hell that Lords of the Dream Den would end up getting banned. Yeah, you know what? I think, I think the the big difference between Loris and Snapcaster. Uh, number one, this is uh, legendary, so you can only have one. You could cast like three Snapcasters and get you know a bunch of things out of your graveyard. However, um, the big benefit of Loris is that it's effectively casting a Snapcaster every turn um, because it gives you the ability to repeat the effect. It's not an enters the battlefield. Um, uh, triggered effect um, right. where you're only getting the the ability once and I think that that's really more the problem um, because you could run four of them and then make sure that you're not wasting your third turn to put it in your hand spending the mana you can have four of them in your deck you uh, you pitch one to solitude you pitch one to grief um, you yeah there's a lot of there's a I mean it's black and white, so it, it works with the uh, the evoke creatures. Um, you can have four of them in your deck without uh, without the the negative impact if you're running right. if you're running the evoke package. Just getting the additional benefit off of having a free card that you can get rid of and getting the effect every turn. So I think even if it didn't have companion and could, right. uh, I mean, really maybe maybe it needs the deck building restriction. Um, just to be in your deck, not just as a companion. I don't know. Um, there's, I, I think it's it's a very powerful card. I don't think it's the most powerful card that has come out. I think that goes to Oko. 
my personal opinion. Right. But uh, in, in the in the, the I'd say in the next last couple of years, let's say three four years, Oka yeah. was definitely unhinged. That was a wild card. Yeah, that was a wild card. I love Oko. It's such a good card. Um, it's it's a it's an EDH staple, which is one of my favorite formats. Um, hot take. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, 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 let's see what ravishing Renata says. The reason why she's going to read to us why Watsi ended up banning this in modern. Oh yeah, I didn't read any of this, so uh, well, let's worry. see. She's she's going to read it for you. Since the release of Modern Horizons 2, Modern has enjoyed a period of exper experimentation and exploration. Despite that, Loris of the Dream Den has remained an uh, <laughs> ubiquitous presence in the format across multiple archetypes. Loris plays play rate 31% in Magic Online League decks that started with four wins points to a card that is contributing to the harmonization of the modern play experience. There is not a significant enough deck building cost to incorporate it into a wide variety of strategies. As is often the case in larger non-rotating formats, there are already strong incentives to include as many cheap and efficient cards as possible in your deck due to format speed and a variety of other pressures. Loris compounds those incentives by providing a powerful additional resource that helps to alleviate the weakness of filling your deck with cheaper and often less impactful cards as games go on. For too many archetypes, Norris isn't a trade-off, but purely addictive. Due to play data, community feedback, and a desire to keep as diverse a range of card options as possible available to players in modern, Norris of the Dream is banned. Wow, what do you think? What do you think of Watsi's statement? They they used a ubiquitous and homogenized. I mean, <laughs> well, they, they went through the thesaurus to make sure, you know, my English level was, you know, uh, college lit. You know, like, I made sure I, you know, I graduated with college lit there of English, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, they really brought it up to, like, the fifth grade reading level. It's pretty crazy. Fifth grade, um, dude, like, if that's fifth grade, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm in bad shape. I'm like, you know, you know, third grade English. Yeah, yeah. Nah. You're good. Um, I think I think the big thing. Uh, I, I mean, it it, it kind of goes along with what I was saying uh, before, where it's it's too easy to include in your deck um, because of the the way that it costs, and uh, even and if you're not playing it decks, as a compet, what was that? And the decks, the decks have to be two or less. I mean. <laughs> But they don't. The speed, That's the thing. The, the speed is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's already getting jammed into fast formats. Um, if you're playing it as a companion, you're making sure that it's in your, uh, it's in your command or companion zone, um, and and there's not really a deck building restriction. Um, but if you wanted to play it in your main deck and get around that deck building restriction. Because of uh, because of the fact that it costs, you know, either two black or two white, um, most decks can splash enough of that either color, even if they're out of that color, um, right. without an issue. Like Merfolk, you could run a mono blue list without yeah. any impact running Wanderwine Hub um, to get the white uh, off of off of off the Wanderwine Hubs or off of. Um, 
you know, flooded strands or any other uh, any other lands that are going to allow you to tap for your blue and and get a little bit of white so that you can play it. Or, you know, we're already running um, Dismember. Uh, so why would you not include like a uh, drowned catacomb or something along those lines so that you have access to the black um, so that you can just cast Loris or you don't even need the, you don't even need the uh, additional colors because you just, you know, flash it in with your aether vial on your fourth turn instead of dropping your marrow regery or your Spaloon. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a merfolk player. So those are the cards that I'm going to be playing. Other decks are going to be uh, slotting it in without much, uh, negative impact to their deck building. So there really is no restriction for it. Um, and I agree with Watsi. I think that it was it was the time to get rid of it and uh, bring back some health and variety into the format. I agree with I, that last statement. 100% agree with. Thanks. Now, Ravishing, let's see why they banned it in Pioneer. Let us know. While considerably less dominant in Pioneer today, 20% in Magic Online League decks that started with four wins, we expect that Loris's metagame share will only grow as Pioneer's card pool expands. Our philosophy for Pioneer is to create the most compelling sandbox built from recent standard formats. As Pioneer continues to grow over time, that incentive of non-rotating formats to pick and choose the most efficient cards from each release will become more pronounced and Loris will only serve to accelerate that process. In the interest of preserving the diet, the, the diversity that Pioneer is enjoying rather than waiting for the critical mass in which Loris of the Dream Den is problematic. It is banned in Pioneer. Wow. So this is a premeditated ban. Okay. So okay. what is what does that say? I think I think it says that in some standard formats we're going to get some good low cost um impactful yeah, cards. Right. Yeah. Um and, and obviously it's yeah. going to be white or black because could be, could be white, could or, black. Be white or black. Could because be any color. You're right, but yeah. they're, they're basically telling us, "Hey guys, uh, we're this is premeditated. Let's be honest. Pioneers like an untapped resource right now. This, you know, it started in just a hint before the pandemic. Pandemic hit. It killed Pioneer. Yeah. Now it's trying to make a resurgence, and before anybody starts losing their freaking minds." Bam, we're abandoning it because there's great card selection coming up shortly and it may affect the pioneer meta. Yeah, I don't I don't think that that's a bad move by uh by Wizards either. Um you know, it's it's such a good card in other formats that I think they see the writing on the wall they're like this, you know, it's it's an eternal format that's going to eventually grow into um, having almost as an expensive card pool or as an, as an, as expansive card pool as, um, something like modern, you know, a long ways down the line. Um, they, they just see that it's going to become problematic. And, uh, one of those things where you want to be running it constantly, um, especially if they see that, uh, maybe there's cards that are triggered by cards being cast from the graveyard or, uh, some other uh, recursion strategies that uh, would then pair with Luris in such a way that it would become more problematic in the format. So um, I don't, I don't play as much pioneer. I love the, the, the wizard, the mono blue wizard stack that I built um, kind of along the lines of a, of a merfolk deck. Right. It's kind of what it feels like. Um, so I haven't really thought about putting Luris into that, 
but I could definitely see how with um, an expanding card pool, uh, it could be it could be problematic for sure. Well, let's see what else Watsy ended up doing. Ravishing, if you mind hitting the next slide for me. And that is the next banning. Yeah. Galvanic Relay yeah. and Disciple of the Vault. Yeah. They're gone. They're out of here. Shenanigans. Adios. Konichiwa. Adios. Aloha means hello and also goodbye. Ooh. So, what is your thought? Me, me personally, uh, uh, me, I, I played Boros Bully, okay, when it comes to uh, Popper. I okay. have Boros Bully and I have Mono Black Panza. Love my Mono Black Panza. It's just that's a fun little, deck. Yeah, just, just to give it to the Tron players. Um, uh, hey, I, I play Tron, just, bro. Just, <laughs> I know you do. I know. Uh, I love my Tron deck. Like, Disciple of the Vault has been a thorn in you know uh, people side because the fact that you know you got the you know artifact decks yeah or up to shenanigans and you know you know me i play relay. i play affinity yes <laughs> you do galvanic relay you know doesn't make it any easier you know there's other cards out there that you know i feel like they could end up using yeah but, you know it's tough what what is your thoughts personally on the shake up now in uh, popper so i think you know the big thing with popper is that there's uh it's 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 one of those game uh, card or it's one of those formats that uh, I I personally like it because it's got that legacy feel. Um, it's got a lot of cards that are available to you. It's inexpensive to build, um, but there's some really really good tech. Like you can drop um, you can drop a lotus petal. You can drop ornithopters. You can play a lot of cards that are really really cheap or free to to cast. And, uh, I think, I think that's what storm, um, wants. And I could see how that becomes, um, problematic when, you know, you get a turn one, you drop, like, I mean, I don't know what storm's playing, but like, I know, I know what Tron plays and I know that I can drop a ton of cards. So something like galvanic relay, um, in storm allowing me to, uh, to exile the top of the card in my library. Like I would, I would totally put that in a Tron deck. Didn't even think about it until now. Or not in a Tron deck, I'm sorry. In a uh, in my affinity deck, that's what I've right. been talking about. Um, you know, you can drop a ton of cards in Affinity. You can do the same thing in Tron. But um, the big thing is, there's a lot of free spells that you can play. Um, a lot of really cheap spells that you can play, and uh, and something that's going to allow you to just reveal a bunch of more free spells to then continue playing them. Eventually, maybe you hit another Galvanic Relay. Um, and then you, you know, you increase your storm count and uh, drop out a win. Or is Chatter still in the format? I can't remember. Uh, I don't. Uh, let me see. Sure. Hold on. I, got, I actually have the band list up here right now on my other computer. Vintage Legacy Commander. Popper's there. Uh, block Brawl Popper. Chatterstorm Popper. is banned. Um, but there are other cards. Um, I'll have to look up a storm list. Um, but I, I mean, there, there's one that I know I use that has retrace where you, you know, discard the land and you get to replay the spell from your graveyard. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but, uh, oh man, I'm sure I've lost to that a bunch. <laughs> I just can't remember it either. Um, I don't know. Galvanic relay. I, I... I could see it as a problem. I understand why they banned it. Um, I don't know their reasoning. I, I imagine it's just because Storm 
is a tough deck to beat in proper. Um, Disciple of the Vault, that's kind of the one that hurts me um, yep. the most. Because you're affinity. I'm an affinity player. I like, I love my my proper affinity. However, um, I've I've messed around with Disciple of the Vault in the past. Um, I, I was running Grixis Affinity for a really long time. Um, and my personal play style with the Affinity deck is I prefer it to be an aggro build. Um, that's, you know, I, I, I'm not playing on MTGO. Um, I'm playing against you guys. I'm playing against other popper players uh, who are right. playing in paper and are playing it a little bit more uh, casually. Um, and Disciple of the Vault, while it's a great card um, and definitely impacts the games, I I prefer, you know, trying to get out as many of the affinity creatures as I can, more of a, like a, I guess, a classic affinity build where I'm, I'm trying to drop, um, you know, anything that's that says like affinity for artifacts on it. Um, what is it? I've actually got my deck right here so I can take a look at it. And uh, that's what I, you know, I had to, I had to put in my, uh, my new, my new foil. Um, Did you foil uh, at your proper deck? Just out of no, dude, I wish I, I got the, the foil at Friday night magic. Uh, mirror cheap. enforcers. It's only they're only commons. You should be able to foil it out. Yeah, except for like all of the artifact lands are like fifteen bucks a piece. Uh, at you least for I your mean, masters. You, you got that money. I got bro. I got money to put into my my fully signed Heliod deck. That's where I'm putting money. <laughs> yeah, this, I'm not. I'm not going to play tournaments with my popper deck, but I will go play some EDH. You should. You should. I, I should. I would love to. Um, Oh yeah. So what was the card that I was thinking? You know, like you got thought cast drawn two cards. Um, the big thing for me, um, the one that I want to be playing are things like Sweatworks brawler, um, you know, four cost three, three with menace that has improvised. So I can tap my artifacts to, uh, to play it. Or like Metallic Rebuke as my free, like, you know, my one drop counter spell um, effectively because I can I can cast an, uh, a Spring Leaf Drum by itself or cast an Icor Wellspring um, along with it to improvise it into play. Um, the Somber Hoverguard, just a 3-2 with Affinity for Artifacts uh, Flyer. I think it costs six normally, but, you know, I'm usually playing that by like turn three. Um, Can I ask a question? A couple, yeah, what's up? Okay, remember last week's episode which was about uh, proxies and net decks? Did you net deck this one or was this a homebrew? No, dude, this is mine. That, that's your original homebrew. Yeah, this is just my this is my homebrew. I got like Carapace Forgers in here. I got Galvanic Blast. I'm playing Springleaf Drums. I was at one point playing, uh, you know, got Ornithopters in here. I don't think that that's like normal tech for, uh, for affinity, you know, typically. But I'm playing... Uh, uh, Oh gosh, what's the card? Uh, it starts with a D. Um, it's yeah. Oh, Dyna Charge. So I can Dyna give Charge. creatures. I give creatures two uh, O until end of turn. So like, you know, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm basically my 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 game plan is uh, turn one, Ornithopter, land Springleaf Drum, um, using the Springleaf Drum and the land to pay for a frog mite so then I can have affinity and drop another frog mite. So then like turn two, I'm dropping 
multiple mirror enforcers or basically dumping my hand um, using perilous research to you know sacrifice icor wellsprings or chromatic stars basically like this deck is all about just getting cards out as quickly as i can um i used to i used to use uh gosh what was the black card basically does the same thing as perilous research except as a as a part of the cost to cast it, you sacrifice a permanent rather than um, drawing two cards and then sacrificing a permanent. Um, it's black. I can't remember what it what it is, but it's effectively the same thing. Um, and that's what I was running in the in the Crixus build. Now I'm on uh, blue, black, green. No, no, blue, red, green. What is that? A lot of shenanigans. Ten more. Timor. Is that yeah? Yeah, is that what that no, is? Red, I can't black, remember. green. No, that's Jund. No, no, no I'm not red, black, green. I'm uh, blue, black, green. That's Timor. Yeah. Okay. That's Timor. Yeah, I should I should put some TBRs in here, but I don't have that, um, or at least I don't have it in this deck right now. Uh, it would be good tech though. Um, yeah. So I mean, they they took out a tog. They took out Disciple of the Vault. Um, that's a huge hit to the affinity players out there. But um, I think I think honestly, like well, the deck is not fair. It. They got to deal deal with it. They they have to you know make yeah, you know yeah. popper fun. There was there was a lot of there's a lot of things in the deck that um, that make it not fun to play against. Um, you know. Any anytime you're dropping an artifact or sacrificing artifacts for other things, and yeah. you're just pinging for one, pinging for one, pinging for one, in addition to like getting big things out really quick, um, right. making it unfun for everybody else. I hear you. Oh, well, let's yeah. go to our next slide. That's yeah. the decks that got hurt by the banning, especially in modern. Ooh. What do you think of this deck list here? Death Shadow, uh, John and Grixis. They got they 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 had Loris in the sideboard hurt by so, i mean it should say you. it should say under under modern on your screen where it says death shadow john Raxos and lists all the decks that are hurt by modern hurt yeah. by the loris ban it should just say pretty much everything um because well, not everything you got to consider spirits spirits doesn't use it merfolk, but does you it. merfolk doesn't use it does merfolk it can use loris and has used loris and it's like like Wizard says, like Watsi uh, called out, it's it's just too easy to build around. So any deck that can run it is is trying to, or at least has messed around with it, and probably um, has the ability to increase win percentage um, using it. But yeah, I can see how these decks specifically are using uh, are, are more impacted by. Let me just tell you, Jund. I went toe to toe with Jund. And yeah. Loris, Loris was a huge bane to my side because I get rid of the Red and Six. Guess what? Red and Six came back. Yeah, it's you a know, problem. You know, Rakdos Agro, that's tough. The Rock is a tough matchup. Eight Rack, it's not really a tough matchup. I think we have, you know, I, you know, when it comes to Spirit Tribe, but Hammer Time, think about it. Yeah. Hammer Time, are you kidding me? And then yeah. our friend Mike, he loves the Aura Hexproof decks, you know, which is what uh, the, uh, uh, slippery boggle type of decks. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they're they're running this too. So I mean, yeah, the Stoneforge mistakes and stuff like that. Here, these decks here officially got screwed because you know they you know 
do I think they, you know, they can find a way back? Sure. There's no, you know, I don't think Loris is the end all be all, but it did make a huge difference in the win percentile with these decks. You know what? I think the one that surprises me most is the, uh, the aura hex proof. And, um, I think, I think, I think that that one surprises me more than anything else, because I feel like the rest of the list, um, is primarily, uh, in, in black, red, um, at least some part. Um, and, and that kind of makes sense for those graveyard strategies where you're trying to dump things in. Um, you're not really as impacted by that. So having a Luris there, um, you're, you're, you're essentially using Luris to kind of tutor things through your deck. Whereas Aura Hexproof, um, I, I can, I, I don't really understand that, but, uh, because I guess trying to kill if, your permanents, and guess what? They come right back. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that, that's this, understandable. This, the, these cards are being affected in what they in control. They're being affected in, in aggro and in, even in combo decks. I mean, you name the gamut of a particular deck. You know, Loris had its fingers in it, or shall yeah. I say, paws? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it probably has fingers too. <laughs> So the next the, the next slide, if you don't mind ravishing, are the decks that benefited by the banning. That's it. It, it makes sense. Merktide mid mid range is one of the top decks out there. Azorius Control, obviously. Money mm-hmm. Pile, which is four color Urion. Money Pile. Or Yagmoth, Living End, Amulet Titan, and I, I saved the best for last. Oh, spirits. Merfolk. Spirits. Ah, oh, Merfolk. Yeah. Merfolk's almost there. You know. Yeah, Merfolk. Yeah. Merfolk. The only reason why they got big it's, it's tier zero is because of Nikachu. You know, if yeah. Nikachu was a spirit guy, it'd be a different story there. I th- but I uh, think Nikachu's a spirit guy in spirit. In spirit. But yeah. I mean, you know, the ones that caught me, I was like, Amulet Titan is gonna be be back. Hardcore. Yeah. Uh, I really believe that Golgari Agmoth is going to make a you know start coming to the forefront. Uh you know, money pile for color Gurion. It's there. It's you know, we're just waiting to see how many people can invest uh, a lot of money yeah. to buy money pile. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, the decks that benefit from the banning. Uh, I mean, just like I said before, um, with the, with the ban, the decks most impacted by the uh, Lurus ban is everything, and the decks benefiting from the um, <laughs> the decks benefiting most from the Loris ban is going to be everything else. Uh, you know, you, you're either, you're either fighting to keep your Loris or you're fighting to get rid of a Loris. Um, and that was, that was the, that was the meta. So um, without it, it, it's really going to open up the format. And uh, I think that that's going to be important for the overall health um, of, of the play. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting my cards back so I can continue playing. <laughs> well, the next, the next is the decks hurt by the banning in pioneer. That's the Azorius insult deck, which is the, you know, the, they put these enchantments or, you know, they enchant the, uh, artifact and it becomes like a five, five creature that deck. Then you got Orzov Shram aggro decks with the yeah. low mana cost of like one or two, and then your Rectos aggro again. These these decks severely got hurt because they had Loris in the deck, and I don't blame them. You know, if you had mana cost that low and that efficient, you know, they you know they're not the top two or three decks in the meta, but you know they are 
Yeah, no. yeah, you know what? You got to feel bad for uh, for anyone who's playing those decks, especially because it wasn't banned um, as it, w- it was banned as a preventative measure more than it was um, to impact the health of the format. Right. So with you know with losing a card, that might have been the thing that was keeping your deck alive, and uh, and now now you got to figure something else out. Now I don't I don't know um, these decks as well. But uh, I definitely feel for anybody who is playing it and uh, now has to figure out something else to make it work. No. Um, Go ahead. Uh, I would say, pff, I, mean, I don't even know. <laughs> the only card that I'm thinking of is uh, it's from Modern Horizons 1, so it doesn't quite help. No, it doesn't. Well, in Pioneer, it's not going to even matter. Exactly. So the the, the decks that benefited? Everybody else, everybody, but everybody else in the uh, the pioneer format benefited uh, because the fact that uh, you know, once he's letting us know in advance, this is a premeditated banning and uh, future shenanigans are afoot. Yeah, now, let's just hope that they get something uh, that the the decks that were impacted the most get something good out of it. Okay, so uh, now Renata, if you don't mind. The card that got unbanned. The only card that got unbanned, and it was for Pioneer. I'm sorry, for Popper. And it was Expedition Map, which ends up making Tron a lot better, better deck in Popper. Oh, yeah. Uh, as soon as I saw that this was unbanned, I went ahead and bought four in foil. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're not going to foil your deck, but I'm going to get foil expedition maps. Okay. Oh hell yeah, man! It's a great card. Uh, <laughs> you can't you can't beat an expedition map um, as far as helping you get what you need when you need it. And uh, for something like Tron, I think you know one of the one of the big gripes that I had when I was building Tron was uh, I really wanted to play with expedition map, and it was banned. And I was just like, you know what? Like I'm going to work around it. Um, I'm going to play something different. I'm going to play a bunch of uh, 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 crop rotations and, um, you know, other things that are going to allow me to filter through the top of my deck to find the cards that I need when I need them. And yet uh, Expedition Map was one of those things where I was like, could really use this. And then uh, turns out they unbanned it. So now I'm really excited to play it. Um, There you go. I'm I'm on a mono green Tron, so it's a lot different than uh, what what the meta is playing. The Demir, um, the Demir one that uh, just absolutely annoys the crap out of people. Yeah. What is it? Eldra? Is it like a Demir Eldrazi Tron? What I can tell you, it has the Starfish of Doom. What I call it, and it just it's just awful. I just I load the deck. I'm not even gonna just you know just say. You know, I this is one card I can understand why Watsy unbanned it, but yeah. I'm going to see this thing banned in another six months. So you want it? You think Expedition Map is going to be banned in like yeah, six months? You know, they're, they're making you know, it's hard to sit there and think why wouldn't they? You know, <clears throat> you have I mean, three lands that can make seven mana. Three lands, yeah, it'll make seven mana, and you made the searching ability. A lot easier. With... Search your library for your land, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, ex- uh, expedition makes it so much easier. You got to yeah, consider. You put you know four what, in like... a deck. Dan, you put four in a deck. You've already increased your possibility of getting in one in fifteen. One in fifteen. Yes. Okay, okay. I got it right there. 
Signed so, by Franz Vollwinkel. And, and then you got to consider each nice land, you got one in 15 to get. So the probabilities of you getting this or getting Trump, <coughs> you know, increases. So that's why I'm saying, like, the, the, the unbanded for now, I see it getting banned in the near future. So I don't know, man. Um, I, like, I, I don't know. I see, I see, I see how it's problematic. My big thing is, like, if you really want to use this to your best benefit, you're either cracking it at the end of uh, your opponent's turn. So I guess you're holding up mana. Um, maybe you're bluffing a counter spell, or maybe you're bluffing, you know, something else. Um, There's no and, stifles. There's no stifles. There's nothing stopping this. Eh, yeah, that's true. There is no stifles. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe we're they, gonna, I, maybe I we're gonna dazed, see a stifle. I think dazed is, you know, uh, banned. And if dazed is banned, there's no stopping. This. Maybe, maybe what we're going to see is a uh, a two a two CMC or a two mana value. Um, yeah, got to do it right, man. Uh, or you know, no, Watsi's yeah. going to be up on us. Um, gotta gotta do. Uh, maybe maybe we're going to see a a two mana value flash creature or artifact or enchantment some permanent in with common? a stifle effect at a common and that's why Luris was banned no no yeah they already have they already have a stifle creature for four mana on automatically and they the uh what is it the cycling for like two or three all right yeah and that's a rare yeah i know I, I i'm just i'm just bsing i i know that right. that's that, absolutely that, that, ridiculous and would never actually happen so that um, leads me to my next question what cards yeah. do you think does it could be unbanned so ravishing uh, please I, these are the two that i think that could be unbanned in modern in modern the only um, two cards that i think could be potentially unbanned hmm. um looking at the modern ban list uh, that I have pulled up, which I can't share my screen because my computer is uh, not allowing me to for some okay. whatever reason. It's it, uh, the first one is Death 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 Right Shaman. Oh, I see that. And then the next one is Splinter Twin. I think Death Right Shaman is one of these cards that are extremely overpowered. To, you know, Watsi came to admit they were looking to make a plane. You know, take the Planeswalker effect and put it onto a creature, and that's how we got Death Rush Death Right Shaman. Yeah. I mean, right now, the way the meta is set up, I would welcome it. If it got too crazy, reban it. I'm mm. okay with that. Now, when it comes to Splinter Twin, I have a deck list for you. But I want you to talk about Deathrite Shaman first. <clears throat> you think Deathrite Shaman could be ready for an unbanning? Uh, exile target land from graveyard, add one to mana pool. Exile target instant or sorcery from a graveyard. Each opponent loses two life. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. like it's, it doesn't have any evasion from, um, anything just inherently. Um, I guess you could protect it. It's just enough. You know what? I mean, that's a one, two for one mana. I think, I think without Luris, you could definitely unban death red shaman. Um, It's going to make it harder to bring it back. And you're not going to guarantee that you have the card that you need when you need it to bring it back. Um, granted, there's a ton of recursion effects in green and black. So I, 
I can't say that it's the best thing. I don't think that that's really what it wants to do, though. Um, I mean, uh, is uh, the only thing that I can imagine is that there's some sort of combo that I'm just not seeing. Something maybe that you know, when a when a card is exiled from a graveyard, you gain a a, a black and untap, so that you can just keep doing it. Or I don't know. Um, it, it doesn't really seem like that bad of a card, in my opinion. Oh, then again, doesn't. like I, I, I'd have to read up, read up on uh, why Watsy banned it when they did and what what the what they believed. Because looking at a lot of the things that we've got now, that's one of those that I don't think is problematic uh, that right. much. No. Um, however, okay, Splinter Twin. Okay, I think that's much more problematic. Really? Um, At four mana? Four yeah. mana. Splinter yeah. Twin. Dude, you can easily get that out. You could you could very easily Okay. I'm glad you're bringing three. this up. Let's Renato <sighs> do me a favor. Go to the next slide. This is a deck that actually won the Grand Prix in 2013. Yeah. This one Kiki Jiki, Pestermite, Splinter Twin. Yeah, I mean it's it's that's the the Splinter Twin package. Um, honestly, if if Splinter Twin was unbanned, I'm running it in Merfolk. I'm gonna put in um, Pestermite. I'm putting in Deceiver. I'm gonna uh, because they're both blue. It doesn't really impact me. I'm dropping in four Lightning Bolts. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna back it up with um, anything I can. I'm gonna Force of Negation, um, Solitude. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of. Uh, whatever protection package I can, and I'm gonna try to run it in Merfolk or just build a deck, you know, essentially exactly like this. Um, the whole deck is built around getting out Splinter Twin on Pastor Knight or Deceiver and uh, and just go into town. Um, you're telling me decks right now could not beat this deck. Let's be honest with you, I think honestly. The way the format is set up, yeah, I hands down think it can be beaten in spirits in the spirit yeah. tribe alone. I think we can beat this deck hands down. I I think that you could. I think that you could beat this deck. I don't think that you can beat the modern Splinter Twin deck that would exist with Splinter Twin now. Um, I I think that I think that there's there's just. I think that Splinter Twin is just too problematic. Um, it doesn't have enough of a negative uh, impact on deck building restriction um, to not play it. It's not like Sahili and Felidar Sovereign where you need to be playing three colors. Like you can effectively splash red as long as you've got blue or splash blue as long as you're in red to get Pester Might and Deceiver. And uh, I think I think it's going to end up being one of those cards that's format warping um, as soon as it's uh, played again. Do I want to play it? Yeah, I I bought I bought a playset. Like <laughs> I'm I'm just waiting for the day that it gets unbanned so that I can play it. Um, but do I think it's a good idea? Absolutely not. Okay. What I do think though, I think it would be great for Wizards for like a month. Um, to run a format, I mean, even even just for any extended period of time, run a modern format without a ban list. See what decks shake shake out. 
see what things are problematic, see what's not problematic, and then reissue the ban list after doing that experiment. Um, I think that I think that that would be healthy for the format, um, allowing people to play a fully unrestricted format. You know, I want to play. I want to play my uh, Sensei's Divining Tops. I want to play Umazawa's Chite. Um, I want to play all those cards. I want to play Splinter Twin. I'm going to, I'm going to run Jitte, Splinter Twin. I'm going to run Sensei's Divining Top. Um, I'm going to run all those cards and, and try to have the most fun that I can. Um, is it going to be healthy? No. Is it going to be super degenerate? Yeah. Is it going to make people so upset that they quit magic? Maybe. Um, probably not. I think if you're playing that degenerate, unfair, uh, toxic format, you understand what you're getting into. Um, but I think that it would be healthy to allow that to happen just to see what actually is a problem because you're probably going to find death right shaman, not really an issue. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see it as being, uh, that big of a problem. Um, would I like to see Mox Opal back in the format? Probably no. not. Um, Hogak? No. Definitely not. Um, uh, I, I would I would like to see the Affinity Lands. I don't think that that would be a problem. Okay. I mean, they gave us uh, they gave us indestructible Affinity Lands that tap for two colors with not really that big of an impact on deck building um, when they come and tapped. If you've got something like Amulet uh, Amulet of Vigor in the format, um, know what I mean? No, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Well, there, well, there you go. You know, they, you know, we've discussed the banning. We discussed, you know, you know how Loris was banned in the Modern and Pioneer. How Galvanic uh, Relay and the Disciple of the Vault got banned. How Expedition Map ended up uh, getting unbanned in Popper. And now, you know, you make a solid point. Why, you know, you're you're really skittish and nervous about Splendor Twin, other cards that you want to see uh, potentially unbanned. But I think you and I are on a mutual agreement that Deathrite Shaman eh, may deserve uh, to come back. Yeah, I think I think that there's there's a lot of cards on the ban list that um, could could use a second look. Um, it, it may I, a handful. I think, I think at the very least, too quick to ban but too slow to unban. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that having it a, a completely unrestricted format just to see how it shakes out wouldn't be a bad idea. I also think that um, with what is it vintage that had that restricts cards down to one, um, I I don't think that that's a bad idea. Um, if you've got a card, put it on notice. Like Splinter Twin, you can only run one in your deck. Why not? Like maybe maybe decks then start having to uh, tutor out that splinter twin or find it in some some way, which causes some sort of um, insane deck building restrictions that force right. you to then uh, build around getting that. And then if you lose it, like that's that's an impact on your gameplay. Um, that's probably going to result in a loss. Um, right. Something like Loris, where it lives in the commands or in the companion zone. Um, where you're intending to only one run one, that becomes a problem. But if you could only run one and it couldn't be in your companion zone, um, right. I, I, I think that that's, that's something that could also help solve these issues of, uh, you know, the bad feels when, when they decide, Hey, we're going to 
we're going to ban this card and basically tear apart the deck for uh, for a bunch of players. I hear you. Um, that's that's my opinion. All right. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Reach out to me at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com and uh, let us know what you think. Remember, you can reach out to Dan or look at and uh, see what Dan has to do because he has that uh, uh, Instagram page in Atlantis. Now, yeah, I've been making uh, muffins recently. Oh, muffins. There you go. Yeah. So you, absolutely. Got some, these little guys right here. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Muffins. You're the muffin man. Yeah, I am the muffin man. Do you know? Do you know? I, don't, I do not know the muffin man, They're but I would really like to squishy. try some actual muffins. <laughs> my cat's moving my screen. She's, <laughs> she's really needy right now. I, I see. You know, there's yeah. there's so many smart comments there that I'm gonna just uh, leave alone and keep know. you know G and PG friendly. Yeah, that's what we need to do. <laughs> MTG is a PG thirteen game. There you go. So now, uh, with the ravishing's assistance, we're gonna talk about. Oh, that's right, the crime families. That's right. New Capenna has their crime families. They released the names. The first one's Obscura. Then you got the Maestros, the Riveters, the Cabretti, and then the Brokers. Now, if you're unfamiliar with these crime families, don't worry. You're not the only one. My friend Dan Hare has never even heard of these names. Nope. So let me break down each one. Let me break down the crime families. And, Dan, you tell me which crime family do you feel that you would be a part of? I mean, I, I super dig the Cabaretti um, because it looks like a cat. Um, and yeah. obviously, I have an affinity for cats. Um, however, I, I mean, the the Riveters, really, really cool looking logo, symbol, um, Obscura. I'm going to assume that that's uh, white, red. Um all right, let me. I'm going to take some guesses at, at okay, some of these. Yes, I don't, we'll go with the guesses. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually know what colors they are, but um, based know, on I, based on the symbols alone, um, uh, I'm just, now I'm trying to think of like what the triumphs or what triumphs were missing. Um, I'm going to think Obscura is going to be white and red and black, maybe. Um, Ma- maestros uh looks like a goblet and knives uh so blue blue white green black red all the colors um riveters i'm gonna go i'm gonna go red black and i'm gonna go grixis uh cabaretti naya uh because cats um, and brokers. Oh wait, isn't one of them? One of them is uh, uh, blue, white, and black. So that's got to be the maestros. Brokers. Uh, God, I have no idea, man. Tell me about okay. it. Okay, uh, you were you're right on one of them and one of them only. Really. Yes. Well, we'll start with the Obscuras. The Obscura okay. is white, blue, and black. They are wizards that believe in the blackmailing and also manipulating. That's pretty interesting, right? Blackmailing and manipulating. Yes. They like to they're, manipulate to get their ends. Okay. So they're white, blue, and black. White, blue, and black. 
The next one is the Maestros, the blue, black, and red, and there are vampire elite assassins. So that's Grixis. That's Grixis. So Obscura is Abzan. Then we've got Grixis. Right. Okay. The next well, one. Yeah, you know, they're Maestros. Hey, Maestros, Maestros. Yeah, Riveters, what do they got? Riveters are black, red, and green, and they're demolition. They're all about, they're, they're the construction workers. These are the union guys. Yeah, you know, the, chund, you right? Know, you know, they're like, hey, you know, you want to build something here. You know, you got to grease the palms. And if you yeah, want yeah. your drivers and people to work here, well, you got to pay, the, you know, got to pay that fee. Kind of reminds me of like a Sin City vibe. Basically. Like all these things. Then the next one is the Cabretti, which is, you're right, the Naya. The it's red, Naya. The okay. green and white. They're a bunch of druids who like to sway opinion by having lavish parties. Okay. I mean, that's that's definitely cats. Um, lavish, my, so they like the party. Yeah, they like to party, and they also are very demanding and like to uh, try to sway you in whatever ways they can. There you go. Big thing right there. And then the last one are the brokers, white, blue, and green, which is Bant, and they're demonic lawyers. Demonic okay. lawyers. Bant, uh, one of my favorite color combinations to play in EDH. No, I, I have a hard time with this one. And this, I'm used to thinking demonic, but we're having white, blue, green. Now, lawyers I can see because white, blue, green – yeah, it can tend to be lawyers. Yeah, I mean it's it's law, it's control, and it's money, or it's law control and like the expansion thereof. Um, the hell out of you to make sure that you get you, you bend to their will. Yeah, and trying to get as much money and growth as possible in capitalist enter enterprises. <laughs> what um, are your thoughts of these crime families? I, I mean, I they're they're color combinations that I like. Like, I'm a huge fan of uh, Grixis. Um, so the maestro is definitely, uh, definitely something I'm interested in. Um, that's, that's my preferred color combination for my affinity deck. Um, however, I, I decided, you know, toss in the carapace forgers because how could you not, um, especially with, um, losing disciple of the vault, there's essentially no reason to splash black anymore. Right. Um, uh, I, I like the, I like the carabetti family. Um, the Naya, um, Naya colors, not, not really where I want to be playing, um, unless I'm playing something like, uh, oh God, uh, the Rhino, the five, four that <laughs> costs just Naya colors to play. Um, it's good colors for cats though. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and Bant, I mean, that's that's my favorite color combination. Okay. Um, has... My favorite color combination is Obscura, the white, blue, black. And, Abzan. Uh, yeah, I don't mind blackmailing people if I have to or manipulating to get my ends. You know, yeah. I'll deal with that. But also, you know, something about the Maestros, just the the symbol, I, I'm feeling it's it. It's a good one. I, I'm really I... I'm feeling it. I think I I think personally I identify more as uh, riveter. Um, you know, construction is a trade that I'm familiar Very with. Handy. Yeah, Very it's handy guy. 
It's a thing. It's a thing for me. Um, no, so I, I'm a, yeah, I'm a handicap. So I would, I would probably be between Riveters and Carbetti. Um, whereas Brokers is my preferred color uh, for EDH and uh, Obscura, you know, Abzan, um, blue, white, and black. Uh, definitely colors I've fiddled around with before um, and not outside my wheelhouse for sure. Um, like, yeah, the, the white and the blue, the, the Azorius uh, color scheme is kind of like where I lie in the play style that I prefer. And then whether I'm splashing white, blue, black, or green, it's, it's kind of all the same. I'm just putting it in to get like, what am I getting? A lightning bolt, a thought sees, uh, uh, a, gi- a gigantic growth or something along those There's lines. A lot of shenanigans. A yeah, lot, a lot of shenanigans. shenanigans, but it's all it's all about that white blue, you know. All right. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Those are the crime families, the five cam- five cra- five crime families, and now it's time to see where they come from. Now, unfortunately, Watsy didn't spoil all of them for us. They only gave us four out of the five, and the first one we see is Raven's Tower. Reference Tower is a white, blue, and black. Now, they're, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see a regular, you'll see skyscraper, skyscraper, and the borderless image. Hands down, I, I'm in lust with the borderless. I'm a huge fan of all the borderless cards here. Uh, but, you know, all of them have different art, different ways of doing things. Uh, no matter which one you get, you can't yeah. go wrong. I think the uh, thoughts on this. Uh, white, blue, black land. That skyscraper one is going to look really hot in foil. Um, I think I think that's the one that I would go for personally. Um, I think the borderless is is really really nice. Um, I like the symmetry of the artwork. Uh, it's it's got a really nice balance to it, and um, you know pulls you in. But I think that the uh, the 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 art on the skyscraper version kind of has like a crucible of worlds feel to it um because it's kind of pull like it pulls your attention into the corner and then there's a lot going on that kind of like expands out from that point um and i think that the border on that is going to look really really nice in foil yeah especially like etched kind of thing going along with that where it's not uh, not a full etch, but just an etch around the, uh, you know, the the trimming on the on the foil or on that card itself. It's going to look really nice. So you know um, the obscure obscure land, they did a great job with this. That's all I'm saying. That like this yeah. particular crime family, they paid they paid a pretty penny for their skyscraper and the way their tower looks. Yeah, I think I think that these these lands are are really nice. I'd uh, love to pick some up. Now the next the next uh, triumph is Aitoria's Proving Ground. This is for Riveters. Now, if you look at it, this there's not too you know not much construction going on here, mm. but the you see a strong foundation. Yeah, you see where I'm going here. Once again, <clears throat> the borderless, the skyscraper with its uh, you know deco design can't beat it. Um, yeah, I mean, with these ones, I'm, I'm particularly a fan of the borderless myself. Um, uh, the, this one's got, yeah, like you said, a really nice art deco vibe. The, uh, the, the, the kind of like feathery effect of the two lines tapered inwards towards the bottom, um, 
have have a really really cool um, design in there. Um, I I particularly like um, the way that you see the uh, the obscura or this is obscura. Which one is this? The, this is here is the uh, riveters. Ah, uh, the riveters. Yes, the um, black with the black, red, and green truck. Yeah, I like I like the uh, the symbol in the middle. Um, it's definitely got like a union kind of worker, working class. Um, Jimmy Hoffa vibe. once lived there. What was that? Jimmy Hoffa once lived there. Jimmy Hoffa once lived there. Uh, I think it's a place that the Pinkertons would definitely have a problem with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there would be some union busting. But there would yeah. also be there would also be some uh, you know fighting back because solidarity union. Um. <laughs> now the next land is Jitomir's Garden. This is the uh, Cabreri, uh, yeah, Cabretti tribe, the Naya. Dan, what do you think? Yeah. They're they're all very pretty. I love one yeah. thing I do like is the skyscraper. They really show you how they're like their staging and their party is going to be. Yeah, it's like, got oh. it's got like a really nice uh um with with like the 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 light part and the sh- the sh- the highlights that are um kind of like glowing onto everything around it. Um the artist is this Bmox. Um, not sure who that artist is. I'll have to look into them, but they have a uh, a, a really good um, sense of light and shadow, and um, the way that they've composed the artwork is really nice. I think this is the only one that has um, the same symmetry as the borderless. Um, so I think that maybe uh, maybe maybe they maybe uh, uh, the art director. Um, initially had plans for this one to be the borderless art but then uh looking at the art deco design that you see uh in the in the borderless one kind of fit more with the theme um of the other ones instead um the skyscraper looks really really nice um i but personally i like the regular i'd I'd like to see that art a little bit larger um uh, and up close, I think that any one of these would look really nice in foil. Uh, again, skyscraper, if they do some sort of uh, etched trimming around it, I think that would definitely be the way to go. Um, but yeah, like I think the the uh, I would like I would pick up a print of the uh, of the um, regular of the regular version. I hear you. Hang that on my wall in my basement with with some of the other prints I've got. Well, there you go. That's three out of the five. Now, here's the last one. Unfortunately, like I said, they only gave you four out of five. And this is Spira's headquarters for the brokers. Yeah. The These are all brokers. <laughs> They're bad. Tell me, Dan. Like, I mean, I, I'm looking at the borderless one. Like, like I said, the borderless wins for me. But the skyscraper version of this card, wow. No, hate them. Hate them wow. all. Hate them all. They're all bad. You don't like them all? Just nope, throw them in the bonfire? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have paid for these if I was uh, Wizards of the Coast. They're they're just bad art. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely kidding. Uh, these they're. I mean, these are incredible. Uh, I, I love them. Uh, the like it looks like we've got some water reflecting um, some of the some of the things around, or maybe just a shiny floor in the uh, skyscraper one. 
uh, I think the the colors that are used to compose the designs uh, are are definitely on brand for Bant. Um, you know, I mean, the, the entire artwork is like turquoise or uh, you know shades of what looks like a pinkish, purplish, gold. Yeah, yeah, and the the borderless with the Art Deco again. I feel like the I feel like the the borderless designs have more of the Art Deco designs that you'd typically see on you know the Empire State Building and other skyscrapers around in in like the heyday of skyscrapers being built uh early uh earlier 1900s um whereas uh the skyscraper ones have the trimmings of that style but the art doesn't necessarily reflect um the skyscraper vibe that i would expect um again with the symmetry on the borderless uh really nice um Really, really captivating with the uh, design for the guild right in the middle. Um, I think I like the art on the skyscraper the best. Uh, As an artist, like you, you, you've seen the you know what Watsi gave us. They shared with us. What is your out now thought of these lands? Did did they hit a home run, or you know did they just you know? Mesh? Um, I I'd like to see the. Uh, I think I think it'd be nice to have all of the borderless ones um, framed side by side to just show the guilds and uh, or show the guild symbols um, to represent the the land colors that I think of primarily when I'm thinking of uh, you know three colors um, in in magic specifically uh, and I think that the symmetry would be really nice um, all all together. Uh, I kind kind of makes me wish that they did something similar along the same vibe and same style for um, the original triomes so that all of them together kind of have the same feel. I imagine that there's a secret layer that's going to eventually be released with that in mind because this is wizards of the coast and they're out to make money. Um, And I can't blame them because I will pay for it. (laughs) Yeah. You know me. Um, the the Hepatris headquarters. I mean, the, they're all beautiful lands. I'm always impressed with the art that uh, is put out by Wizards of the Coast um, and by the artists. Um, I think the I art directors are doing a great job. I'm annoyed. Um, I'll be honest with you, Dan. I'm 100 percent annoyed with Watsi because why? the fact this is the reason why. Because you have all these. You have the regular. You have the borderless and the skyscraper. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna put four in a deck, right? Shouldn't I have a fourth version? Uh, I don't Shouldn't I have a fourth you. version? Why should I just sit there and pick two out of the three if I'm going to put two in a deck? I, I that means I can only put three, three of the version because it's so pretty. No, they should yeah. have made a fourth version so I can put all four in a particular deck. I'm just saying, I'm annoyed with Watsi. Shame on Watsi because I would have paid more money for an additional version of these lands. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, you know what, if in in a game that is dominated by the number four, um, I, I can't I can't help but uh, can't help but agree with you there. Um, they they definitely could have 
come up with another artwork, even if it's like just a black and white version of the uh, borderless, um, no, or maybe no, 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 no. gold, do like a gold and black. Ooh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, just like straight gold, similar to no. the uh, like, like the Gatsby. You know how they always had the like the black yeah. and gold with the Great Gatsby. There you go. Ooh, maybe that's maybe that's the vibe that we'll see in a secret layer book so cover triomes. Now, before we end the show, this is one of my last questions I have to you yeah, about up? these triome lands. Will we see this in pioneer or modern? Uh, um, uh, I mean, I don't think any more than we see the triomes um, already. I think that there's a place for them, um, but with entering tapped, Unless you're playing Amulet of Vigor in Modern, uh, I don't see them really being a benefit to you. Um, if you're looking for a budget alternative to splash extra colors, something along those lines, yeah. Pioneer definitely has more of a chance. EDH, they're going to be played in every deck that is running um, any of these colors because they're fetchable right. and they look nice. Um, and that's really what's important, isn't it? Uh, no, lands are utility, so we can use them as mana to play our, you know, our spells effectively. Uh, so we meet our curve. Looking nice is just an added benefit. Well, you know. <laughs> okay, because everybody's going nuts right now for Bazaju who endures, not just because of the way it looks, it's because of what it does. Yeah, no, Bazaju's a. Uh... A killer, killer land. It's great. Um, I just got still haven't picked my, one up yet. Have you? Both by by just came in the mail. My borderless foils with the alternative art. Ah, nice. Oh, you know what I got in the mail yesterday? Let's show you. Let's uh, bust this out. Uh, oh. Yeah. Open up the Dan Binder. All right, what do I got? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I got my thought seizes. The Sword of Hearth and Homes. Uh, got some lightning bolts signed. Well, Dan is looking. Don't be afraid to Ooh, you know follow Dan on Instagram at where at uh, Fires in Atlantis. Oh, that is very pretty, Dan. Yeah, got the uh, Jason Rainville sent over a uh, a recruiter of the guard proof. Um, Number eighteen of fifty. There you um, go. Pretty nice, right there. Ordered it a while ago. Really appreciate that it came through in the mail uh, yesterday. Gonna go into wipe, the wiping that down with alcohol so you don't get the COVID. Yeah, no. Yeah, actually, it came from uh, it came from Canada, so I think I'm okay. You sure? Um, wipe it down with bleach. I hear bleach does oh exceptionally God, no. well with those papers. Oh man, no. I, that's gonna go. That's gonna go right into the uh, Heliod deck. Um, debating on whether or not I'm going to play Ar Armageddon in there. No, I don't know. Am I am I no, that no. toxic? No. Am I toxic? You were a toxic individual. I know. I know. Yeah. So Love Dan, these cards, man. Now yeah, that this up? episode is coming to an end, is there anything else you would like to share with the listening and viewing audience? Uh, I mean, I guess uh, the big thing would be. Um, follow me in my car at home on the way from work. No, don't do that because that's called being a stalker. What? 
Um, oh. You can follow me on uh, Fires in Atlantis at on Instagram. Um, right. I sometimes make art and post it there. Uh, it's one of those things where I do it occasionally and when I want to. And that's where you can find me. There you go. Um, or right. right here with there Dwight. You there you go. Okay, um, you, you can also catch me at Craig's Games. Craig's Games, good. Yeah, oh, which we like will that. be heading out there soon. Yeah, Maybe we'll make an announcement sectors. and uh, and go. Oh yeah, heck yeah, dude! I took two rides today. One out to Long Branch and then one out to Middletown. There you go. Yeah, it was a good time. Except it was very cold, really, really very cold, cold and windy. That's why I did not ride my motorcycle today, dude. It was so windy. Did you ride oh. yesterday? No, well, we'll we'll discuss that later. Uh, Ravishing, is there anything else you want to share with the listening audience? Yeah, just don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button and join us every week. Every week, listen that every Tuesday around this eight time, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. You know, we do this MTG ectoplasm IRL where we just talk, you know, just magic. That's all it is. It's just magic gathering. Maybe Uh, someday we'll play. Well, that's the goal. That's one hundred percent the goal. There's a another thing gameplay that's that I'm, you know, I'm doing. You know, I'm learning how to do MTGO. So hopefully, I'll be able to share with the spirit community how I play Magic, and see if we can uh, change us from being a tier two deck to a tier one. Now, something mm-hmm. I want to share with the listening audience, and you may want to share or watch tomorrow's show. Tomorrow's Is it a shower? Show, huh? No, not. Is it a shower? Oh. Not a shower. That's called Don't Moist Thoughts that? on a different channel. Oh. The show I do called Moist Thoughts. Um, tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube on MTG Ectoplasm. It's a moral imperative. You join me if you're into the spirit community. The reason why the individual who placed fifth in the modern challenge this past weekend who used a Bant Noah, a Nazorius build using Urion. Fifth place will join me live 3 p.m. tomorrow. So okay. you got a top eight player in the modern challenge here? Yes, sir. Tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard. So what time yes. is that in Mountain Time? I have no clue, but if you live by the mountain, like you, you need to figure it out. Because it's this gentleman, weird. this gentleman, this gentleman is from Sweden. So this is the reason why we're doing the broadcast extra early because the time zone difference. It's about nine. You know, we do it at three o'clock here. It's nine o'clock. Yeah, it's gonna be like there. nine o'clock at night over there. Yeah. So I, I want to be fair to the individual. I want to be fair to Dennis. His name is Dennis uh, Stockhouse. So I want to be fair to him for being on. You know, to join me on the show and share his infinite wisdom with his spirit urion deck which you know fifth place in mod again the modern challenge that's not a that's not a minor thing that's not a minor thing and especially yeah there's a lot of players that play in this a lot and yeah when it was spirits that's a that's that's really impressive so hopefully not only you dan but you the listening and viewing audience will join me tomorrow 3 p.m uh my interview with dennis stockhouse uh discussing his urion spirit deck with that being said, Dan, uh, I have nothing more to say. That's that's it for me, buddy. Okay. I'm, with that uh, being with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say that's bullshit. We out of here.